Namaskar, and welcome to another episode of Ananda Marga DharmaCast, and I'm your host, Dara Vader Pragyananda, and today we're going to be discussing an issue which we call Properly Utilize Yourself to Reach God, and this is based on an essay of Sri Sri Anandamurti in his book Ananda Vachanam Ritam. And I'm going to start off uh, the podcast by by reading a bit from that that text, and then I will discuss it, and we can see what's in there and how it could apply to our life here in the 21st century. So, properly utilize yourself to reach God. There is a famous verse from the Upanishads which says that you cannot reach Parama Purushan, means the Supreme Consciousness or God, unless you are strong and full of energy. The word bala means that spiritual force which functions in a living being. In ordinary parlance, however, bala means capacity. It depends on the extent to which one makes use of one's physical, psychic, and spiritual energy. A person may have immense capacity, but to the extent that he or she does not utilize it, it does not become helpful in God-realization. Bala, therefore, depends on the extent of the use of one's capacity. When the divine bridge was constructed by Rama to cross the ocean, Hanuman brought mountains, but the squirrel only small pebbles. Both were strong and full of energy, as each was working to his full capacity. Thus, even a comparatively weak person can can become Balawan, strong, by utilizing the small energy he or she has. Whatever power, energy you have, utilize it for sadhana, spiritual practice and service, and you are Balawan, fit to reach God. None of you, therefore, despair. Each has the requisite wherewithal to reach the Almighty. Then he goes on to explain that the utilization should be in the proper direction. So I'm going to talk about uh, what he has said here and also expand on what he means by utilizing our energy properly. So first of all, he's, he's saying that it's not the absolute amount of capacity or that you absolute amount of of power or strength that you have, but it's uh, your ability to utilize all that you have. It's, it's a relative thing. So that's why he points to an incident from a book called the Ramayana, where King Rama, there's a legend, of course, was trying to build uh, a bridge across the ocean from India to Sri Lanka because his wife had been kidnapped and she was in, in prison there. So he wanted to build this bridge so he had some of his devotees helping him. Some of them happened to be these like mytho- mythological um, characters like Hanuman, who the giant monkey, and so there was a whole bunch of monkeys. And they could bring a mountain, they could lift a mountain, according to the story. But one small squirrel came and, and brought a pebble, a few pebbles. But Rama came and blessed that squirrel because... Uh, that squirrel was doing his best, even though the, the monkeys were bringing larger items you know, for the bridge. Each, each 
contribution was appreciated. So that's the way it is with us, that each one of us, we have different amount of strength, but we should utilize 100% of what we have. So that's the point that he's making here. But then, of course, goes, we have to utilize it properly. This is a very important thing. And he goes on to talk about something which he calls uh, subjective approach with objective adjustment. So there's a big uh, problem in this world that we have a lot of energy. What should we do? Should we devote ourselves to worldly things? Should we devote ourselves to spiritual things? And should we go in one direction and then leave the other direction uncovered? So the approach that, that uh, Sri Sri Anandamurti recommends, and it's in the whole Ananda Marga style of meditation, is called subjective approach with objective adjustment. This means that our ultimate goal in life is, is not to pass the, um, you know, the bar examination or to become a doctor or a lawyer or this or that. But th that's, that's important. We'll talk about that. But the ultimate goal of life is really is God-realization to become one, is self-realization to become one with the supreme entity. This is what separates humans from other creatures, that humans have that desire to do that, and we have the capacity to do it, so we should do it. So, so this spiritual quest is important, and this is what we mean by sub subjective approach. We, that's, that's the supreme subjectivity is, is that God, is the supreme consciousness, is the witness of everything. So that's the firm target that we should have in front of us. But we, have to, we live in this world, and we have to make objective adjustment in order to, um, to do that. And we have to adjust with this world. So if this world says you have to be in this place at 9 o'clock in the morning to go to work, you have to be there. You can't say, oh, I'm doing meditation. No. But there's a way how to do that, to do your work. And also, even while you're doing your work, you're, you're still moving in that spiritual direction. Now, you can harmonize both. So it's a trick. It's not so easy. Not a trick in the sense that it's, you know, there's nothing... Um, hidden about it, but it's, it's a little bit difficult to, to balance everything. But it is possible, and we have to do that. So this is what he, one of the reason, things that he means by utilizing your energy properly. And I was just um, also going through another one of his passages, because a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I, I did a talk on the intuitional science of the Vedas, and one, one of our listeners asked for more about that. So in one of those talks about the Vedas, he talks about Maya. So what is Maya? Maya is, the, is one of the forces of, of nature, the force of nature. So there are some forces of nature which bring us towards um, awareness, and then there are some forces of, of nature which hold us back. And, and the quest of a, of, a, of a yogi is to overcome all those tendencies which are, are, are clouding our mind and taking us away from the spiritual goal. So to, that's called avidya maya. Avidya means, vidya means knowledge, avidya, without. So avidya maya is really one of the forces of nature. The main is a, um, you can say it is a composite of all the, you know, the forces, but it's, it's that, that energy which is preventing us from reaching our goal. So how should people um, fight, you know, to uh, overcome that? So in the past, you know, in, in India, 
there were three approaches that people used how to overcome um, avidya maya. So one approach, which is called the right-hand path, was where people would just pray. They would just pray to the, whatever force was arrayed against them. Oh, please, you know, spare us, spare us, please. You know, we, we, we want to live, you know, don't, don't hurt us, you know. So that was one path. It's called the right-hand path. And the left-hand path was that people say, oh yeah, I have to fight against nature with all my might, but they have no plan. And it is, it's like, let's say someone is boxing, but they're blindfolded and they're swinging in every direction. So all their energy is dissipated. So that's, so that's called the left-hand path, that people who you know, they're vigorous to, to fight against their shackles that are holding them down, but they have no method, they have no plan, they have no direction. And so they soon get exhausted. If you, if you don't have a proper plan, you'll, you'll get very exhausted, especially if you're, you're trying to reach someplace and you're running in five different places and all your energy will be gone. But on the other hand, supplicating to the, the forces arrayed against you and just praying to them and hoping that um, they will spare you is also not a proper path. So the, what's called the Madhya Marga, the middle path, is... Uh, is someone who's, who realizes, oh, I have to overcome maya, I have to overcome um, nature in the sense that the nature which is holding me back from becoming one with God, but I have to do it in a proper way. Uh, I, I have to, a balanced way, I have to have a method, I have to have a proper plan. And this is also um, mirrored in, um, in Lord Buddha's story, because he was, uh, at one time, you can say, he, in a way, he was following um, two paths of extreme. He lived first. He lived in a palace where, where people had everything they wanted. Nothing could go without um, with, without satisfaction. You know, whatever you wanted was granted. And then he 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 revolted from that, and he went on an extreme opposite. And he deprived himself of even proper food and everything. Just and he, I'm only going to reach God, but he, then he, he was not even strong enough to sit in meditation. So, but then he realized, no, he has to go in a middle path between that. He has to do his meditation, but also get the proper strength um, to live in this world. He can't just neglect everything. To, you know, do days and days of fasting without even eating. That will not help him. So he learned this middle path. So that's what we mean by properly utilizing um, oneself to reach God. So we have, we should, whatever strength we have, this is also another point, whatever strength we have, we should use it. And, and until we've used it all, we have no right to say, oh God, give me more strength. But you haven't used what you have. It's like a little kid at the table. He's like, give me that, give me that, give me more food. And then the parent says to him, well, finish what you got in the plate and then we'll give you more. The same with God. So before you ask for any additional help, oh, um, I need more strength, utilize all the strength that you have. So this is what I understand by uh, this passage of utilizing yourself to reach God. So I hope that um, is helpful for you and think about it. And if you can, get to the these books, which I've always been quoting, Ananda, Vachan, Amritam, of, from the Nandamarga publications and you'll find it and very inspiring they are but more than just reading we have to practice so please practice your, your meditation and practice your your daily life so that it 
it um, it goes with all these different teachings. And if, if you just try to meditate, but then you, you live in a crazy way, you won't make it. So anyway, that's, that's about it for today. And I thank you for um, listening. And wherever you're listening, um, if you're listening on any different platform, if you haven't a chance to give a comment or a thumbs up or anything, or, or if you have a chance to subscribe to that platform, and subscribe so that you won't miss another another um, episode of, of DharmaCast. Um, and last point is that if you have any suggestion about what you would like to see us address in future episodes, to send an email to info at dharmacast.com. So that's the way to get in touch with us. So thank you very much. And namaskar, and namaskar means I salute you with my mind and all the love and cordiality of my heart.